Welcome to Sanctuary First Weekly Review. It's Friday night again. Can you believe it? Oh, I know it's been a quick week. It's been a quick week. Oh, yes, a big welcome to our resident panel, to Laura Dygan. Hello. And to James Cathcart. Hello. And apologies from the doctor. Mm. He can't be with us tonight. He was called out. But you know what? We've got another doctor in his place, the, the Reverend Dr. Alan Vint, who's with us tonight to help us talk astronomical ideas. Oh. Well, what do you think of that introduction? Welcome, I like Alan. It. I Great like to it. have you with us. <laughs> He's a good hype man, Albert, isn't he? He's a good... <laughs> and of course, Alan, we have you with us tonight uh, because you are not our current daily worship writer, but you are about to be our daily worship writer. And in fact, Alan, you're going to be writing for us over the Christmas week. Um, so we thought, uh, seeing as we're not going to be meeting next week on Christmas Day, uh, that we bring you forward to this week. Oh. So it's a pleasure to have you. It's lovely to be here and get a chance to, to see what goes on in this uh, review. <laughs> so tell us, Alan, eh, when, you were th when you got this, eh, this commission, you know, to write, eh, how, did you, how did you tackle these, these subjects, the, the, the themes? We've not read them yet, so we don't know, but, you, but how did you go about tackling them? Uh, well, you know, you made it really easy for me, Albert, because you, you, you told me it was all about looking up to the heavens and... Um, and, and actually, I can talk for hours, I think, about looking up to the heavens, because that's what I do, um, just for a bit of fun, a bit of relaxation, but uh, taking time out from looking at computers and all the rest of it, just getting outside and doing that thing that we all like to do, stand out in the dark and the cold and just um, gaze, take, take a breath, take, mm. a, take a time out and just to, to see what's there. Um, some people like to kind of get out in the daytime, look around, see all the things that are that are going on, get out into the hills and all the rest of it. Um, but I discovered as a minister, nobody wants to see you in the middle of the night. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I, I can take time out. Nobody's going to bother me. <laughs> it's uh, a good hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I just stand outside. And uh, I bought myself a wee telescope a while back and uh, started to get into... Um, kind of looking up to see what I could see. A friend of mine actually did some photographs, you know, Milky Way type photographs. Yeah. And I was astounded. I remember seeing the Milky Way when I was, when I was a boy. And um, recently, actually, people have been remembering about the 1970s um, and when there was the, remember the, the, the coal strikes? Yeah. And the, all the electricity was off in, the, in, in everywhere. And suddenly, you, when the, all the lights went out, you could actually see the Milky Way and various things. Yeah. Albert, you'll be old enough. Absolutely, I'm old <laughs> enough to remember all that. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, but so this was me kind of going back to uh, looking up. And so when you said to me, you know, you know eyes up, eyes heavenward. Um, and I was thinking, you know, the wonderful thing about that is when you start looking, you start seeing. And... Uh, you think at night time you can't see very much, uh, but the longer you look, and this is an interesting point, we have um, kind of eyes that actually take time to adapt at night. And the longer you, you leave your eyes to adapt, the more your eyes will see. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's amazing as the photons of light come in 
uh, you suddenly see many, many more stars. You start to see some of the definition that's up there in the sky, you know, the Pleiades, you know, the seven sisters, sometimes we call them the wee fuzzy, but you can sometimes even see the Andromeda galaxy, six times bigger than the moon, the Andromeda galaxy. But people don't spend long enough just looking. And then you start seeing other things, the planets, you know, little dots that keep moving. Uh, there's a big red dot at the moment, which is Mars in the sky. Um, but I got into taking pictures, and I just love taking pictures, like the one behind me, um, which is Orion Nebula. One of the things you can see with your eye, it's a bit of a smudge. If you look at, you know, Orion's belt, you know, Orion's belt? Aye. The dots in, in a row. And then there's, he's got his little sword that goes down the way. And if you look kind of halfway down the sword, that's, what, that's where that is, that oh. Orion's uh, nebula. And uh, interestingly, it's, I mean, it's glowing very, very brightly in the middle. Uh, and it's actually birthing stars. It's a nursery for stars being born. Gosh, a star uh, nursery. So it's not, wow. just, it's not just nice. It's, it's, it's actually something's happening yeah. there. A crucible, a furnace. <laughs> you know, um, so very appropriately, I would put that in at uh, Christmas Day. Yeah, because that's the other thing, Alan, is that you'll be uh, sharing one of your pictures every day. Yes. Um, and behind me is another one of your pictures. Yes. Um, the, so. yeah. the Alan, I noticed like... something you said there. <clears throat> in the dark, when you're in the dark, yeah. you think you can't see anything. Mm. But eventually your eyes become accustomed and you can see things. Do you think there could be a parable there in our inner darkness when we're struggling with something that is almost, if, if we keep looking into the darkness, we can maybe see things that we wouldn't necessarily see, but they may not be able to, we would never see in the light, but we can learn things. Can we, here's a question, which may be open to everyone. Do you think we can learn some things when we're going through these dark times in the darkness to see something that people who never are in the darkness never see? Almost definitely. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I think actually, actually, probably I would say the hardest times in my life. I think whenever you... I think it's about facing into it, you know, as it it's like not trying, you know how you, some people will bury their head in the sand, some people will try to escape, some people will look away. Sometimes I think if you just face right into it and look at it as what it actually is, I think that there's actually a way through then, because I think it is, you, 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 adjust, you adjust to that, situation as it actually is and I think then there's times that in that moment I think whenever you're really facing in I think God can really speak into you and really it's like there's a it's this kind of just making yourself completely vulnerable you know to whatever it is and I do I think it's a I, I know from my own personal experience that, that when you just look into it, somehow that's whenever answers start to appear. Mm. Or comfort as well. Comfort starts to... It's like what Alan was saying about, you know, when your eyes adjust and you actually see that there's more, there's more there than what you first realised. Yeah. 
you know, that there's actually more stars, there's more, there's much more than what you actually thought there in the first place. Absolutely. And I think, you know, with this, the, the metaphor, even thinking about uh, artificial light uh, and the idea that it's hard to see the stars on a general basis, you know, a lot of us living in urban environments with a lot of light pollution and, and there's a way in which like electrical light is great. Like if it wasn't for electrical light, we wouldn't be here and we couldn't carry on. But actually like if we live lives that are illuminated all the time, we're not resting, you know, mm -hmm. and you think like the human body is probably designed for a little bit more calm and not having all this blue light all the time and actually um that maybe some of us are are not kind of afraid of the darkness you know like afraid of going to that place of quiet where you will find a new light and you'll find this bright light and you'll find the bigger picture of what's there but we're afraid to go there we'd rather leave the wee night light on um because we don't you know we don't we don't want to take that step um, understandable absolutely <laughs> And it's interesting, I mean, just continuing on with your metaphors about, about this, you know, this picture behind you again, um, you can see that it's lovely and colourful, um, but the, the question is, how do you get through the light pollution? And you actually have to put on filters uh, because, you know, the, essentially the orange glow of the sodium lights is not what you want to see. There's, you, you, don't, you don't picture, you don't have, no, those pictures in space don't have sodium coming at you. There, there are only a, a couple of elements that are really excited, um, kind of sulfur and oxygen and hydrogen. Uh, and you kind of want to focus in on these and then to, to take all the other things and, and get them out of the picture. Why? Get out the light. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so filtering is important. And actually, that's really important, I think, for us as well, just that whole idea of focusing in on God, uh, you know, kind of, oh, I'm talking about dark adapting, but, um, you know, taking your time to, and essentially work your way through the veil by shuttering off the other things that are crowding your mind in order to kind of focus through it uh, to find the kind of real truth. Yeah. Gosh, that's really interesting. It, it makes the, the metaphor so much richer, you know, this mm. idea of what actually in order to see properly, what do you need to stop seeing? What do you need to stop looking at and, and getting crowded out by? So, um. Hey, Alan, tell us something about this star of Bethlehem. I've been hearing an awful <laughs> lot of people talking about. What's all that about? The star of Bethlehem. Well, this, this uh, potential star of, let's call it a potential star of Bethlehem. <laughs> you don't want to just kind it's of... It's not been seen for 700 years, is that right? Well, it, it, it's, it's something that actually happens quite regularly, um, but um, it, it's called a conjunction. Um, so obviously the planets are, circul you know, are, are going around their orbits, around you know, the sun as we are, and every so often they, they will line up, if you can imagine it, because you know, we're kind of roughly on the same plane. So every so often they'll line up, and we will see them line up, so it's called a conjunction. Uh, right. And it just so happens on the, on the 21st, so the shortest day uh, this year, um, the, the two big two planets, Saturn and Jupiter, will be very, very close to each other uh, in that kind of lineup. So much so that it will appear to be a very, very bright star. Uh, now, I say the lineup every so often. Uh, but the lining up of Jupiter and Saturn actually hasn't happened for us to see uh, for hundreds of years. Uh, and it won't actually happen again 
uh, for a while. Uh, 2080 is the next time it will happen. So if it's cloudy on the 21st, uh, you know. <laughs> um, but it was worked out by a chap called uh, Johannes Kepler. Uh, and he kind of worked on the, you know, the movement of planets way, way, way back. Uh, because planets are, you know, worked a mathematical uh, kind of model. Uh, he, he worked it back and discovered that around the time of Jesus, um, this conjunction of planets happened three times in the one year. Uh, and which would have been a really interesting, I mean, if you think about the, the wise men having to journey, it wasn't obviously over one night or a few nights. It was over weeks and months. And so this, these conjunctions happened at, at periods over a number of months. Hmm. around the time of Jesus. So the speculation is, and Johannes Kepler actually kind of was very strong about it, said, could God have used this conjunction of planets to lead the, the Magi to, uh, to Jesus? Uh, because they were uh, the early astronomers, and we know that uh, from where they came, the Chaldeans, they, 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 that was their kind of speciality. And they believed that a conjunction of planets, uh, it, this is in their, their ancient writing, uh, meant or merited the fact that something big was happening in the world and that they should uh, investigate it. So, right. you know, it all comes together. So on Monday uh, night, it's 21st, uh, the, this conjunction is going to happen. The last time it happened, I wrote it down, it happened not as well in 1623. The last time that it was as close was 1226. So it will be brilliant if you get a chance to see it. Mm -hmm. And it, you can see it. It'll be very bright. It'll be low for us in the um, southwest uh, sky, quite low down uh, early in the evening. Will so you be looking for it? Will you be, at your, will you be at your telescope? Well, wouldn't need a telescope to see it. <laughs> with your eyes, uh, very, very well. Um, Brilliant. So early evening, Alan. Early. Evening. It's early evening because, of course, it's, it's the uh, it's the shortest day, so it actually gets dark really, really early. Um, so you will be able to see it probably from about kind of five, six o'clock. Wow. Yeah. So can I wow. look out for it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. So I'm I'm excited to see so it. Do you but think? Also here's realistic. the thing, Alan. Then do you think it could be? Maybe something, something amazing has been happening in the world today with COVID all around the world. And here's this conjunction of star, a conjunction happening as well. It's, 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 the, the, there's a, there's a. I know, I, that's what I was thinking as well, Albert, because I was thinking, I thought, I wonder if, because uh, whenever I was like reading about it, you know, earlier on, and I had thought, you know, I really wonder if something, you know, Amazing. I think something amazing is happening. You know, here's for the discussion tonight. I think church is never going to be the same again. Mm -hmm. I think the Christian community is never going to be the same again after, after COVID. Something has changed in the mindset of so many people. I've been writing a wee bit about this in some of my blogs, but but People have been to so many churches online and they've seen things and, and many people who had prejudice against X, Y, and Z are seeing things in a different way now. 
And they may come back to church and say, could we have our church this way? Or do, we're not going back to church again because we quite like our online church. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's going to be big changes all around. Yeah, I think it's, um, I, I think it's like, a, it's like a kind of, I, I see this as like a person, <clears throat> you know, of a, of a new, a new, a new church, a new way of doing things, you mm-hmm. know, the way, um, it's just God is coming in and like, like again, like using it, like Alan, what you said about what Kepler said, you know, about using the conjunction, you know, it's like using these like signs and wonders, you know, it kind of like, well, no, this is to signify, this is a really important point in mm-hmm. history. And I think we are in a really important point in history because we're at a, it's a, it's a new beginning, so to speak, because we've had a dismantling of like establishment and this is us, you know, beginning again. And, and like we were talking earlier about, you know, about the early Christians and in the early church and that we're, we're back at that place again where we're, you know, something new has been birthed. That's how I love this. I love your picture there in the back because it just fits so perfectly, isn't it, Alan? This birthing of like just something new and wonderful and and we're we're at the beginning of it all mm. it's like we're you know like we're like the shepherds you know looking up to the sky and you know it's like oh wow you know hear the angels voices <laughs> right or, or the wise men going with our gifts you know yeah, yeah. expectation you know following a star you know and i think maybe a hope that um you know, when you think about the early church, as you said there, Laura, there was a kind of diversity, you know, in the in the, in the early expression of church and them trying to it work is. out what is church and what are we doing. But, you know, but a time that's a bit more fluid before, you know, all these denominations and things. And, and, and I'm hoping that this experience this year has also been a time where some of those barriers can drop a little bit. You know, it's probably been easier for people to try visiting different kind of churches or finding out more about different churches and kind of from other teams if you like and realizing that actually there's a lot more that that unites us than divides us um and i hope that um yeah you know 2021 is going to be a year of us needing to come together in new ways um and uh, and hopefully we'll be i really do believe that and i that. do believe with all my heart that there's a role for sanctuary first in all of this mm-hmm. that we can have a small role it's not a big part but a small role in some way in a modeling something different that's, that's going to be a blessing to people and is a blessing to people. Yeah. yeah. Just keeping on with the, the whole kind of uh, solar, you know, the, the kind of cosmic thing. I, I, I do think, you know, we're looking at that picture of Orion's nebula and, and essentially it, it is chaos. Uh, I mean, that's you know, it's dust and gas and, and energy and, it is when that's all happening out of chaos, a new order is found, the birth of the stars and so on, the new entities coming into being. And I do think that COVID has created a chaos that is evolving the new thing. And we're not quite sure of the shape yet, but it's certainly, uh, we, can, we can start to see that there's, it's not going to be the same, is it? No, uh, everything's changing, uh, and it, I mean, between churches, but even the, even the structure of churches, presbyteries are having to dismantle all of the the way in which they do things and have to find new ways of doing it. And people are going, we don't want to go back now to the the old ways, 
this is much better. This is, this, 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 this is much more freeing. And I think individual Christians finding new ways of, of worshipping. And, Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's chaos. But out of that, new things are being birthed. Mm. You know, this is what I'm excited about is being freed from these buildings. We're not freed from God. God is everywhere, you know. And not only that, but we're going to be introduced to other people who God has been working in their hearts outside the buildings. Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> and I, I think there's a, there's a new community of believers that, that the Holy Spirit is bringing together. Mm. And, and, and the, one of the things I've been thinking about, I've been seeing, I wrote a text to Lauren about this, is in, in, in creating community, it is the Holy Spirit that creates community. But the pioneer ministers, we cannot be ministers to nothing. We need to be ministers. All of us need to be ministers to community. We need to be part of a community in order to be a minister, to be a bishop, to be a priest, whatever it is. We need, we need a community to be part of because we, you, you don't start it. It's the community that calls you. And, and, and so there's this idea of the pioneer going in search of the community that's calling him or her to be within that community and to have a role within that community. I think that's quite exciting. Mm. I wonder if we might uh, turn at this point to some of the prayers that you've been writing this week, Albert. Uh, and I was thinking particularly about the one uh, I need to be unlocked, you know, in terms of this thinking about releasing of potential that you've just been saying there. Um, and that was the one that had um, uh, St. Ambrose and uh, how are we pronounce this? Ephatha? Ephatha? Uh, uh, just clearing my throat there. <laughs> um, be opened! Um, and uh, the sacrament of the opening. Um, so you, you, you highlight the idea that in the third or fourth centuries, um, uh, that this was a sign of the opening of the believer yeah, to God. So it's read. beyond, it's yeah, beyond the just the story. Yeah. It's part of the liturgy. And it was like we were being opened in baptism. We're old self, we were being opened to the, the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, the renewing the rebirthing of the the rebirth mm. and when in, in your prayer for this day um you know, it begins lord i need to be unlocked open up i need some fresh air i need to live i need uh, to face the truth and i think that's really resonant in this year um with pandemic but then also the kind of um uh, the kind of bigger issues of social justice and, and, and things. And we think about all the discussion about racism in America and then across the whole world. And, and of course the, the significance of the idea of not being able to breathe, you know, feeling like you just can't speak, you can't, um, you can't name what's happening and, and that, you know, our brothers and sisters, you know, around the world are starting to name what's happening and, and starting to show us a way that we can unlock um, mm -hmm. perhaps there's, there's probably all sorts of things, you know, before, um, before this pandemic that, that we were ignoring and not paying attention to. And I think we've got an opportunity here to, to unlock, to open. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought it was a really moving prayer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I know Laura, you wanted to say something about the Advent actions. Oh, uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, they've, really, um, they've been really powerful these advent actions albert um you know and it's really something it makes you stop 
you know, and like really consider, you know, and it's and this we trying to kind of change something because it's this, you know, as we've been thinking about this whole month, you know, it's like preparing ourselves, you know, for for Christmas and like opening ourselves up you know, to what Christmas really is and opening ourselves up, you know, completely. And there there was the ones that there was ones that really kind of stood out for me this week was this idea of, you know, confession. Um and I was mm-hmm. wondering what you were thinking whenever you were writing them, Albert, you know, because I think personally, I think, you know, confession's something, you know, really powerful and I don't think, and especially in the Church of Scotland, it's not something that we always um, promote, you know. Um, and I think it's important that we do confess, especially, you know, to, to our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, so that they can, you know, it's not about judgment, you know, it's not about, you know, like tearing people down, but it's about, you know, taking ownership and holding yourself accountable and, having somebody draw alongside you, you know, to kind of keep you, right, we know your heart and, you know, keep you focused. And 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 the one that was, the, the one about, you know, King David, Albert, I found that one was especially um, powerful, you know, because he really did, you know, he really came to God with a contrite heart. It's incredible that Psalm 51, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. isn't it? And uh, you... Uh, you talked in the prayer there, Albert, of, uh, you know, my transgressions are like glue in my mouth. Uh, and the Advent action was this idea of unspeakable sins. And I think there is this sort of um, kind of terrorizing silence that happens in our heads sometimes when, as you say, Laura, we can't name something, you can't actually let it go, you can't voice it. Um, and so, you know, the idea that, you know, it's very psalm like your prayer in the sense of kind of, rolling it around and actually it's only when uh things start to to open up and kind of going back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation about that actually facing the darkness you know having your eyes open and looking at the darkness that you start to see the light um and then the tone shifts um to 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 be more hopeful uh, towards the end that then will my lips be open so even even at the end the lips aren't quite open yet but they're starting to open and it's this kind of because i think we, we like if we if we keep it to yourself, you know, it stops you kind of living, doesn't it? It holds you back. But then if you're able to, you know, express it, you know, and have, have other people, you know, hear it and understand, and it's then there's like this kind of rebirthing, this, you know, coming out the nebula kind of thing happening. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very hard. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, and some people find it easier. Their personality allows them to be much more open about these things. Other people just struggle with it. And um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the ele- element of trust to draw alongside someone who you can trust as, as your confessor mm-hmm. and, uh, and be able to um, receive that. And also for the person who, who receives it to be able to forget it. Yeah. You know, I find as a minister, eh, I don't know, I don't know if you find this, Alan, and, and Lord, I don't know if you've discovered this yet, but God has given me an amazing ability to engage with people when they're, when the, you know, when they confess and tell and talk about something. But you know something, 
Three weeks later, I forget all about it. <laughs> I can see that person in church. And not, that's not the first thing that I think of when I see that person. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you know, abs- you're absolutely right. Alan. I don't know. Have you, have you experienced that, Alan? Oh, abs- absolutely. I, I, I remember very vividly a lady uh, in, a, in a previous charge, and uh, she, was, she, was, she was very elderly, and she said, you know, she'd been holding something most of her life, and she, she, she kind of let it all out and, and told me all about it. And it was, it was such a thing for her. Uh, and at the end of it, she, she was so relieved to be able to pass this on. And, and I, I do remember um, seeing her sometime later and thinking, what was that lady? What was it? God <laughs> kind of like said, Why is that it was like mind? My, my mind. I, I didn't. It's gone. It's yeah. gone now. Yeah. Because it wasn't for me to hold. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't. It was passed I think on, but for people... me just to say it's gone. It's gone. It's gone, mm-hmm. and it had it had gone from from her because she had given it to me. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, really important. I think I that's an important that. thing about confession, which you're saying it's gone, it's wiped, and 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 do you know something? God's forgotten about it as well. Yes. Uh-huh. That's amazing. You know, that is absolutely... See, when people say, I'll forgive, but I can't forget. Well, you know something? You're better than God. <laughs> because God forgets. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah. isn't it an amazing idea? Yeah. He, says, he says, as far as the East is from the West, so I will wipe out your transgressions. And they'll be remembered no more. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And the kind of graciousness of that, you know, oh. the real grace of being able to do that. To, you know, because God, you know, has an infinite uh, storage capacity. You know, it's not like, you know, God just absentmindedly you know, forgets. I, I but actually... I don't know if I've told you this wee story, but <clears throat> it's a, a friend of mine, my friend of mine was going to a charismatic meeting which he really didn't want to go to, but he was being, his arms was being twisted up his back. And one of the reasons when he got to this charismatic meeting, he thought that the guy at the front is going to know all my sins. You know, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's going to, you know, speak out my sins to everybody. And, you know, I don't know, I can see. And, Anyway, it went to one of these charismatic meetings in the 90s and he went and he had an experience of the Holy Spirit and he, he was flat on his back, right? And he got up afterwards and he was going home, to, going to his car and as he put his car, he said as he put the key in the car, he heard a voice saying, and I didn't mention all your sins. <laughs> Very good. You know, uh, you know, our God is gracious. Mm-hmm. You know, and He doesn't come to punish us and torment us. Yeah. But when He wants us to speak these words of recognizing, what do you want me to do? And I think that's why Jesus pulled the man to the side and put his hands in his ears. He took him away from the crowd of people. He didn't want to embarrass him. Mm-hmm. And he puts his fingers in his ears to say, is it all right? Is this what you want? Mm-hmm. 
and and the man is a speech impediment and 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 he releases it and, and everything changes for him be opened and I, and I do think what you what that you said there about what do you want me to do there's a response isn't there uh-huh. and that and i think that's what really um came out came out from your uh, reflections to me i i was quite struck by these um action points and i was thinking well, all right, okay. Uh, you want me to do something about this? <laughs> uh, uh, because we're very good in the church of being about the head and about the heart, and we forget the hands. You know, we, we actually need to be responding and mm. doing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, our thankfulness isn't just singing a song. It is mm-hmm. by going and living the life. Yeah. Uh, there was the one of the actions, the action, it's the one with the donkey. And that, <laughs> could this Advent be the time you stopped worrying about what you're going to say to a particular person about a specific issue when you meet up with them next? When the time comes, you could open your mouth gracefully and let God do the talking. This was surely one of the lessons we learned from reading the story of Balaam and his donkey. <laughs> You know, and you think that that that's that. You know how because you like how many times you know do you think oh what am I going to say to them what am I going to do and you know, and uh, <laughs> as it's just 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 respond just <laughs> uh-huh, just just sure right. comes out <laughs> yeah because again if we can have, be in the right spirit towards mm-hmm. the people around us if 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 God can forgive. Who is the real, we transgress, it's God who's been transgressed against first. If God can forgive, then we can forgive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, because the one as well for today, I think, Albert, as well, because I, I really, I was really struck by um, this, you know, idea, well, how, it, you know, to, you know, I, it was in this, uh, you know, getting rid of these things that are kind of clogging us up, you know, that are stopping us having like full relationships with, you know, our loved ones and friends and like just people, you know, not holding on to things, you know, and this one, the the DDGBs for Christmas, (laughs) you know, don't talk bad stuff. When you open your mouth, make sure your words build others up rather than pulling them down. Don't grieve the spirit of God. Christians are no longer individuals doing their own thing. We belong to the to the body of Christ. What we do and say reflects back to the Christian community. And then this one, this is the this is the really important one. Get rid of bitterness. How you act and feel affects how you look. If bitterness is left to grow in a person, it will eventually isolate them and try to prevent them from encountering love. Love, however, eventually turns bitterness into a sweet attribute of joy and forgiveness. And be kind and compassionate. Kindness is the most underestimated activity in the world. It has the power to change lives day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And I was thinking, I was thinking about, you know, you know, if you think about, you know, the true meaning of Christmas and you think about, you know, giving gifts and things like that. But if you think, 
you know, if we could get rid of bitterness, wouldn't that just be such a gift that we could, oh. you know, give to that other person that we're maybe holding the bitterness against and and a gift to yourself and what a gift to God, you know, you see a heart, you know, opening up. Um yeah, that that was uh it was I think this one was a this one was a popular one today, Albert. I think a lot It's just pure Bible. It's just pure Bible. It's just the it's pure Bible, by the way. <laughs> you, know, reading it, you know, it's just text in the Bible. There's do it you know, it's it's just pure Paul. Yeah. In Philippines, I think don't... Albert. I think this should be required reading. Uh, you know, for the all these family Zoom calls and and whatever yes. are going to be going on before you get on. <laughs> Have a read of this. And actually, it just occurred to me reading it now that you know, um, uh, Beethoven's Fifth. Uh, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> you can go D D G B. D D G B. So if you're getting a bit wired up, you and I think that's, I think we need the remix. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, but seriously, like you know, think about it. Like the bitterness and, and stuff like that. Like you just you just can. I mean, I think that's one of the things about little mnemonics like this, or we spurs to action, like you say, Alan. The sense, oh, I meant to do something about this. Yeah. Is that like in any given moment you can do it? So like, are you going to make it between now and like the new year with all the festivities and stuff without being bitter? Maybe not. But at any given moment, you can choose to hold on to a bit of bitterness. And it was the line, actually, when you were reading it out loud, Laura, that struck me, that turning bitterness into a sweet attribute and almost the idea of when you think of things like olives or different fruit or grapes and like the processes that go in to making them palatable and making them edible, you know, and this idea that actually your bitterness might be something there might be something there, something that you care about or that you're passionate about, but you've just it's turned in on itself, but actually in God's love, maybe that can become sweet. And, and actually maybe through that care and that compassion, it can become, become a blessing. So yeah, I think this is what the word of God does. What we are speaking about tonight, just, just now, is the word of God. And the, spirit of, the Holy Spirit of God takes these words and rolls them out into the universe, into our world. Into, and, and as he rolls them out, he's... He's, he's inspiring us all to think, you know, that's absolutely true that I could, I could be the greatest, I could, if my attitude changed to my work, if my attitude changed in so many different ways, if I just had an attitude change, what difference would it make to the world around me, to what I would see, back to what you're talking about, Alan, you know, in the darkness, could I actually see a way out of my darkness tonight as I'm listening to this podcast? You know, could I, could I just, you know, possibly believe in rainbows just for a moment? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, could I just, you know, put that in my mouth and make it happen? I don't know. That's what I'm beginning to think about all these things. It's very simple Christianity. But if we pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to help us, he will help us to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, because as I've found, you know, in many difficult situations, you know, that you go into, you know, maybe, you know, especially like pastorally, and, and you go in and you pray, 
and you know you're asking God you know like just just fill my mouth Lord you know help me to say the right things you know and 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 you and, and he does all the time but there's times whenever you know and I know in my personal life you know I'm not I'm not asking for that guidance all the time and, <laughs> and this this was you know you know like actually you know I should be maybe praying for that as well in, in all aspects of life not just the professional and not just whenever doing God's work but you know because because that's the thing we are you know we're representing you know you know we're, we're a body you know we're a collective and and it's I think it's important that it's uh, and and that made me kind of you know question myself as well mm. yeah there's a lovely um, picture coming up this this next week, which is the um, well, it's a picture of an athlete in the stars. So it's mm-hmm. a, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one, and and the the whole kind of meditation there is about essentially running the race. We we press forward to the the the, the upper call of God on us, you know, to to kind of strain every muscle to 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 go for what what is out there because you know the the, the more that we, we we put in the more that god is able to do with us mm-hmm. and the more that we're able to enjoy uh, everything that he has for us yeah. um you know it's that fullness of life um and it just is is there but we just need to in a sense kind of reach forward like the like the athlete trying to get to the the tape just stretch forward take it and it it's it's fantastic, um, but that's a lovely picture. The the athlete and the stars. Wow, you know, I love this idea you've brought to us tonight there about reaching out in the sky to the the upper, our, our highest calling. Mm. You know, uh, and it got me thinking about uh, just as you were saying, talking there about the athlete. But I noticed that when others go out running. People sometimes start running with someone who, like you were, t- were talking about, someone to encourage you to be your confessor, but also your trainer. Yeah. You know, and and somebody who can run better than you, but they run that wee bit and they stretch you. Mm. Yes. And I remember speaking to Ian Ferguson, you know, my friend up in Aberdeen. We've had Ian on 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 the the, the weekly review. I remember Ian saying to me, you know, Albert. Stay around anointed people with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. People who are close to God, shelter with them. Because you know what? It will rub off onto you. <laughs> you, you and hear their vision and, and their, their, it, the, the something of the grace of God in their life will, will, will spur you on as well. And you know, I, I found that I found that in my life. You know, over the years, you probably know, I've been very pally with Willie McPherson, who's the, the chief executive of the Vine Trust, and we worked together to bring about the Vine Trust. But, you know, Willie's faith is quite amazing. Mm. And he inspires you. You know, and he inspires the people around him. He's not perfect. He's not a saint. Not giving them a saint. But, you know, he's got this gift of faith. Mm. We can make it happen. Mm. And he, can, and he can make other people believe it will happen. And it does happen. 
you know, and that's somebody stretching, isn't it? Yeah. Who stretches you. I'm using this example, who stretches you. But if you stay around people who never want to be stretched, never want to do any exercise, you know what? You'll end up becoming like them as well. Mm-hmm. What is it someone said? You get like what you look at. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you keep looking at the stars, sir, <laughs> Dr. Vint, you're going to be helping us to see something greater. And that's what we're trying to do this. That's why we said open skies. Open. You know, we started off, you know, at the beginning uh, this, this week with the, uh, what was it? It was the, the, the open plan. And then from the open plan, we moved to the open heart. Yes. And from the open heart to the open mouth. Amazing what we're talking about tonight. But next week, it's the open skies. All the way up. All, All the way, way up, up to where God's calling you. <laughs> wow. Do you know, I, I'm just thinking about how, I know we were talking about uh, Saturn and Jupiter earlier on, and then but thinking about, because like, I, I got into astronomy when I was, I was young and I've had this lifelong um, you know, love of um, astronomy. And see the first time that I looked through a telescope and I seen Saturn and Jupiter. And it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, wow, just looking up there. And it was like, it was like my whole mind just expanded, you know, just looking up. And, and it's like, you just think of it and it's just, it is this like looking up and and you just it's like an aspiring isn't it aspiring just to kind of see see more and do more and and you and you realize god is so much more creative and amazing than than we realize you know like down here on earth because uh, when you think about how god created you know the whole universe and and how everything works just, you know, in partnership. You need everything there to kind of work in partnership with, with everything. And you're just like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. And then you, you go the other way, right into the nano, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. You, you can't see. You can't see out there. You can't see here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's that idea isn't there that you know the people talk about us being stardust you know and, and the idea that elementally most of the things that make up a human body mm-hmm. uh, you know we're in outer space once you know isn't that mind-blowing like we oh, are yeah, Do remember that you are dust that we did albert a few oh. years back but the idea that because albert and i did this kind of vox pop thing mm-hmm. and we were talking to people about you know from dust to ground and blah 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 and there was this one lady uh, who said, oh, I know, I'm dust. I'm gold dust. She <laughs> <laughs> so thought she's got it. You know, it, she's wasn't, got it. I know, but it wasn't even gold dust. From my memory, she said, I'm pure gold dust. <laughs> <laughs> well, really? refined gold. Refined <laughs> gold. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's just incredible to think that we are oh, just all part of this whole created thing. It's amazing. Yeah. Why? And that takes us into this whole area now as we go into New Year and we think about, you know, the vastness of this creation and yet the love that God has for us, you know, and he's able, this great creator God uh, is uh, 
able to know everything about us and even you know care for us and love us and and, mm. and all who have ever been and ever will be and the hairs of our head are numbered and he knows all about us and he loves us mm. and what's a, our what's our humans that you are mindful of them. exactly and and, that, and that's where our our theme is going to be in the new year laura's going to be yeah. leading us off on that um oh, no. this idea of what are humans like really are we <laughs> like, yeah. where do we fit into all this you know, like we're part of the creation but we know it do you know i, I preached a sermon in the folk at trinity a few years back and we started it off with are we human or are we dancer it's <laughs> <laughs> a great song oh, it's a great song <laughs> it also gets you thinking are we human or are we dancer and do you know what i linked it in with king david dancing before the lord mm -hmm. and, and, he, and he's looking up to michelle his wife and he's saying are we human or are we dancer <laughs> we're dancer because <laughs> we're dancer. called to dance in front of the, the lord you know we're called to be be filled with the spirit mm -hmm. filled with everything that he gives us and that is part of that reaching out into the stars to to be the people god calls us to be uh -huh. yeah, it's that because I was I've I've been like you know because I've been like you know putting together that week you know and it's this the idea of community as well keeps coming through mm. you know really strong you know because you think at the very beginning you know the very beginning God was was community you know you know and so you know we'll get the Father the Son the Holy Spirit from the very beginning a time and so. You know, and we're made in God's image, and you think, well, we're we are community too, and mm -hmm. it's uh, you know we everything, and uh, and I think that's what just whenever you know, and I think that's what I feel whenever I look up at this the stars, you know, I know some people might think, oh, that's a bit lonely to look up, but to me, you look up and you see all that, you know, all the stars and all creation, and you think. That that's communion with God, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's totally vast. I mean, that's that's the thing that gets me. It is so vast, and yet, and here's the here's the, the kind of punch of this is, if you take all the stars, and these stars are massive, and they're you know we start talking about the sizes of things and distance and and so on. If you start adding it all up together. And everything that we know that exists in the whole of the universe. And recently, you know, again, the scientists have been reminding us that everything that we have, have concept of is only a tiny fraction of what actually exists. Because they have this thing called dark energy and dark matter that hasn't been revealed to us. We know a little <laughs> But there is so much more to know. And to me, that in itself is just, you know, what's ahead? There is, we know a little. And there's so much more in front of us that we can know and experience. Isn't and that, that's so exciting. Absolutely. Isn't that, that sounds like that passage in Corinthians. Isn't it saying, you know, now we see through a glass darkly. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. 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 But then exactly. we shall know as we are known. But, you know, even that, what we're being told, but there still abides faith, hope, and love. Yeah. We, we will, 
our future can be secure because love will be there. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, and we love. we are we are a product of love. You know, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You know, like we are in terms of what you said, Laura, about community uh, and, and this idea that God is ultimately community, and we are community. Humans only exist because we're showed love, you know, like a, a, a child cannot grow. We cannot develop. We cannot be who we are without love. You know, it is, you know, it sounds soppy or whatever, like it's all about love, but it is. I mean, that's fundamentally how we become who we are is in the context of love. Mm. Alan, to finish up tonight, I'm just thinking in one of your readings next week, did you pick up that we sort of bit where we're told to shine like stars in the universe? Or is that, was that, I don't know if that was a verse given to you, but there's a verse that Paul, I think it's, I'm trying to remember where it is. Is it in, is it in Philippians or is it in Ephesians or Philippians? Is it Ephesians? He talks about, we have to be like, we have to be like stars shining in the dark night, in the darkness, being the light of the world. Lights, stars shining, bright stars. It's Ephesians because we we had it in one of the services, the service that um, me and George did. Yes, that was was it. It was an Ephesians one, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you carry on talking, and I'll look up. Keep it going, James. Keep the chat going. <laughs> Keeping the chat going. Keeping the chat. Well, to bring us right back down to earth for a second, uh, I just want to have another shout out for those donkeys um, yeah. that Albert talked about earlier in the week. You know, Laura mentioned before, but uh, the idea of you know, don't, don't ignore the donkeys. Don't ignore it. You know, so we've been caught up this evening in all fantastic celestial stuff, but. Sometimes the the profound message for you in your life is going to come from somewhere really unexpected. Unexpected, yeah, totally. And I think there's kind of a I don't know if it's just a west of Scotland, but there's just that kind of thing about calling someone a donkey, isn't there? You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, donkey. You know, <laughs> I know. And do you know what as well? Like, well, because of the you know, because I'm into the horses, you know, and that's uh, you know, you would have a put down for like you know other folks. So it's a bit of a donkey, you know. You know, if their horse isn't as you know flashy <laughs> or as fancy as yours is, <laughs> you know, it's a bit of a donkey. But actually, donkeys are like are, are amazing creatures, and they're you know they really are. And they're they're hardworking, and they're you know they're. They form really tight bonds, a friendship, and oh yes, you know. You know, there's a lovely, I can't find that verse, but if you get a chance to look up YouTube, sometime put in Arthur Blessett and the cross. Arthur Blessett was, he's an old man now, he must be in his mid-70s, but he, he walked so many times around the world carrying the cross and he was talking about a, a linking that in carrying the cross has been foolish and if you go into the catacombs if you're in if you're in Rome into the catacombs and you look at some of the walls there is graffiti on the wall with a cross and a donkey on the cross and it says, Alexandra's God is a donkey on a cross. Only a donkey would allow themselves to be crucified. And Arthur Blessed talks about uh, how 
he, he, he wants to follow Jesus. And at the end of the day, if he was just Jesus' donkey, he'd be quite happy to be a donkey for Jesus, you know. And there's something about that. Just If you get a chance to watch that little video, it's worth looking at. It's very moving, actually. This, he, he tells his story about how he carried the cross, and he's in tears at the end. Uh, and it's not made up for the video. It's a real experience. I might go and look at it myself again tonight because it's just so powerful about somebody who has spent their life in service to the great King of Kings. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he says, you know, I don't care what, I don't care what, what it would be. If I could be a donkey for you, Jesus, I would be your donkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and that got me thinking about the donkey and the donkey opening his mouth and speaking and seeing the Jesus, seeing the angels and the donkey that was carrying Mary. Uh, you know, uh, and just the donkeys. And we don't know whether it was a donkey carrying Mary or not, but we assume there was. Yeah. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I found that uh, verse for you you were looking for. We right. didn't comment on it this week, but um, I'll tell you, it's from Philippians 2, right. is the one that you were thinking about. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. Isn't that a great link for your athlete in the sky, (laughs) isn't it? That we might run like that and, and, uh, you know, do it for the glory of God. That's a great verse to finish up with, isn't it? I was going to say, what a note to end on. That's perfect. Stars shining. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us, Alan, tonight and for sharing with us. I think it's been really an interesting evening. We've we've covered a lot of ground, haven't we? The whole cosmos? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So listen, folks, uh, Next Friday, we are going to have next Friday off from the, the weekly review because it's Christmas Day and we thought hey, we're not going to impose on you on Christmas Day, but we have got a service for you, a little service, a little greetings, which will go up early on Christmas Day with a message and a greeting from the Sanctuary First team. But we won't have a weekly review. And then the following week, we will be back again. But dare I say it, it's a pre-recorded one. But I think it, you'll enjoy it. Yes. And again, it's just a, a looking back. A of, special annual review. A special annual review, James, absolutely. Uh, of, of just how far Sanctuary First has come this year. And it's really, yeah, it, it's come a long way. And a reminder as well. I'll bring my candle out of the universe, um, <laughs> that we have our carol service on Sunday. Uh, Jane and Jim Steele have been working, uh, pulling this together. We're having our uh, uh, secret chord Christmas. Um, and so we really encourage you to come along. It's going to be a fantastic evening with just awesome, proper belters, isn't there, Laura? Oh, it's yeah, going to be absolutely so- great. Uh, well, do you know, Jim um, kindly um, helped out at... Um, a zoom service i did for um 
uh, at Falkirk um, and their music was top notch. So if it's anything at all like that, then people are indeed in for a rare treat. So that's 6.30 this Sunday um, on Facebook or on the Sanctuary First website. And if you miss it, it's back. You can watch it as a replay. So you can watch it whenever you like over the Christmas period. And if you feel you've been encouraged by the idea of community and you would like to get more involved with Sanctuary First, you'd like to think about connect groups, you'd like to think about getting involved in some way, you want to make yourself more connected, you can actually go up and sign up the profile and for, for a start and join and, and make, a, make a connection that way. And uh, you, can, you can get in touch with us and, 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 and begin to share some of the things that God's putting on your heart. But we want to see how we can create community and see how that community can grow in the coming year. So, um, yeah, because I mean, look at look at the stars in front of us. We've got we're all stars shining. We're a great galaxy. Let's do it for the glory of God with our candle shining. So, listen, <laughs> you have to have a great weekend. We thank Alan. We thank James. We thank Laura, and we thank Ray for being behind the weekly review there. And we've got the candle keep shining, and have a great weekend. <laughs> Until next week, which will not be here, but the, not can't. the following week we'll be recording. But we will be back again early January with more delights for you and more chat. So until then, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.